Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. Get ready for the ESBC podcast, where we're going to show you how to bet the 2022 NCAA basketball tournament. I have an NBA securities licenses, client net worth $15 million when the week started. <laughs> it goes up and down in the stock market. Uh, and what we do is we use business and financial concepts to mitigate inflation and make a ton of money and have a lot of fun watching uh, sporting events. We specialize in NFL, college football. This is college basketball time. And you do not wait to March 16th, whenever the NCAAs are, to start uh, putting together the strategy that's made me a lot of money watching and in the NCAA tournament right, to pay for gas, to pay for inflation. And really, I believe that if you know what you're doing and follow a process like the one we have, 5% of your portfolio should be in Bitcoin and 5% of it should be in sports betting. Now it's been legalized in a ton of states. And when Bitcoin is low, you take your winnings from sports betting like I did, right? And I just made 10% on my sports betting money, <laughs> buying Bitcoin when it was low, all right? So business and financial concepts to execute that, right? Because it's all about execution. First start of the war, Russia had the numbers. They didn't execute. Ukraine executed. That's why Ukraine is ahead, right? So... They go with one of the clients. You got to tell them, hey, I got you on VSX. You're doing good. And if 5% of your bankroll, your investments was in Bitcoin, you just made 10% today. So you're doing good. So I digress. So now, every single podcast we do, it's a business meeting. The purpose and an outcome. So you got the purpose, right? So what is the outcome? Last year, 70%. Uh, conference tournament, 80% NCAAs. This year, I'm going to add up the numbers uh, while we're doing the podcast, but we're we're plus money Pac-12 basketball. So we made money betting on Pac-12 basketball. And what was our percentage Saturday? I was 13 and 2 Saturday, right? So I was 88% on Saturday. As we get to focus on making money watching college basketball. But one of the reasons Russia has not done well in the war so far is that if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, especially when you are the dictator of a, com- a country, right? You are in the wrong room. So if you live in the past, you die in the past. Just because we did well last year does not mean that you're going to do well this year. Just because in 2004, Russia went into Chesnia and kind of rolled them. Doesn't mean you're going to go into Ukraine now and roll them. Things change, right? So we got two guys that are tougher, smarter than I am, a lot younger than I am, and they've been helping me. They helped me get 13 and 2 on Saturday. This things change. So we got Dylan Kelly, the greatness of St. John's University, learning finance, where finance was created. 
And that led to where Dylan's at right now led to the United States having, uh, let me see how much it is. Right now, the United States is 139 trillion with a T dollar market. It's a 23 trillion GDP. Russia is 1,700, they're, they're um, 1 trillion seven. <laughs> that shows you the scale of how bigger the United States is than Russia. And it all started up there in New York where Dylan's at, in St. John's, one of the greatest uh, universities in the United States. And then you got uh, the greatness of the Las Vegas Nighthawks, Chad Nolan. So what are your first thoughts, guys, heading into this as we look to make a ton of money every day now until the Final Four? Yeah, no, I'm getting super psyched now as we're uh, headed down the stretch of the season. I think uh, last Monday we did a great job breaking down these teams, and I feel like the thought process that we kind of talked about last Monday was able to help make me a lot of money in the past week. So uh, hoping to kind of carry that moving forward and uh, – can't wait to get all these conference tournaments rolling. This is really the best time of year for a college basketball fan. Right. So last week we went through uh, which our teams are going to do well because they're uh, regular season teams. Right, right. Like Wisconsin, uh, Kansas. Uh, this week we'll go over that really holes are misinformation and kind of how to use analytics with college basketball. The next week, we look at the factors like offensive rebounding that you're going to look at while you're watching conference tournament action. And we'll preview a little bit of the conference tournament. Now, let me know what poll I get, get wrong, guys. And all these polls, what they are, are cluttered. Okay. So you have the AP, right? You have coaches' polls. You have bracketology. You have the NCAA committee picks. You have power numbers, right? Oh, this is a power, but the top 10 college back, my power teams, whatever. They have uh, what net, right? And then you have Ken Palm. Did I miss any guys? Uh, I don't even look at rankings, so I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> and that's good because they're all clutter. Did I miss one, Kelly? Dylan? Uh, I think you nailed them. I think you got them. Yeah, so they're all clutter. So part of making, uh, money period is being able to focus right we get you can only have i thought it was 30 but anna corrected me my wife's a psychotherapist for 17 years she says you can only have 18 to 19 thoughts in your head at the same time so any of this is clutter but what you do need to do is you got to have your own ranking you have you have you have to do your research to find out who the coaches are, the corporate governance, right? And next week I'll talk about the value equation because the value equation is huge. It's maybe a lot of money in the NCAA tournament. But in fundamental analysis, which is the best way to process an investment, and in that, one of the tools is analyzing corporate governance. That's why Elon Musk, who's now providing internet to Ukraine, is so important, right? Because he is the boss man of SpaceX and Tesla. And with him at the helm, with his experience from PayPal, with Peter Thiel, it's a big deal, right? 
that he's heading your company, whoever's heading your company. You have to study the CEOs. College basketball, you got to study the coaches and what is their goals. So that's a case study, right? We'll take the 2006 NCAs, which I did well. The final four was uh, George Mason made it to the final four. 2006 as an 11 seed but we still made money right because we knew they had a good coach uh, it was UCLA LSU and Florida who was the coach of Florida you guys remember Billy Donovan who's now the head coach of your Chicago Bulls the head coach for UCLA was Ben Holland who's now the head coach at Mississippi State uh the head coach at LSU was John Brady, who's now the head coach of Tallahassee uh, Junior College. And the coach at George Mason, now the head coach at Miami. One guy that I played high school basketball with, he is an assistant coach at Miami. Who's that guy? So even though George Mason made it that far and nobody had him in their bracket, we made money. Because you got to take every game individually and you got to have your own power uh, bracket yourself, your own power rankings, your own rankings. All the other rankings are irrelevant. So now we're getting into our rankings. So what are the teams you guys are looking at that we have highly ranked for the conference tournament? Looking at the spreadsheet, I know I still like St. John's, even though they're they're bad in close games. I think they're saving what they do for close games for the Big East tournament. They're just yours, Georgetown. I hope you're right about them, Josh. I hope you're right. <laughs> I mean, they they got some they got some talent. I mean, they have talent, but it does not click. <laughs> yeah, they have a high ceiling. That's for yes, sure. That, that's for sure. Like, it wouldn't sure. surprise me if they they stunk a got like got a couple stinkers in the tournament and knocked some teams off. They, right. they yeah. have to do that uh, i still like syracuse now the reason i like syracuse is structural they have that zone right they play zone and they're gonna have a different flavor zone uh Beheim has 150 different zones so he's gonna use the one that would been working in practice a lot that he hasn't shown all right yeah they, they, they are they're great though i mean Having watched them, I don't know. I mean, Dylan, guys, correct me if, if you haven't seen this too, if I'm wrong, but I just like they have good, they got good guard play and they can shoot it well. Um, I mean, I, I just feel like they're kind of lacking on the inside, is where they, they, they kind of get beat. It's just not great on the boards and they don't just have like an inside really presence on the team. Yep. I just watched them play uh, UNC tonight. They went to OT with them and um, you pretty much nailed it. I'm not even sure if you're watching the game, but you I didn't watch the game. This is from, I watched them way earlier in the year. But gotcha. UNC kind of they dot they were um killed the offensive glass and uh Syracuse is like Syracuse can obviously shoot the ball, but they're one of those teams that live and die by the three. So like yeah, they can knock off a couple teams in the tournament, but I mean they yeah. could also be out first round of the ACC tournament. They're one of but, those, you know. But structurally with that zone, I mean they are a good team to cover some spreads in Definitely. the tournament conference tournament Definitely. and in the first round. What does the zone do, right? What the zone does help you 
especially if you're a bad rebounding team. Yeah. You, you play good zone, you should be able to rebound, right? Now, the big part of Syracuse is when they're in the ACH and the and the ACC, if they get by the first game, the second game, doing two games and two different nights, the second thing zone does, it saves your legs. Right. Defense, you're running around, chasing guys around. With zone, you got your legs saved. So that gives them a, a strategic advantage by keeping more fresh than the other team, playing two games in, in two nights, three games in three nights. Boom, Syracuse has a nice edge and have an edge with film, right? Because all the films the assistant coaches are looking at is irrelevant because Syracuse is doing a whole new thing when we go play. Uh, Texas Chris Beard, right? Uh, Chris Beard, I think, is going to be a Hall of Fame coach. He took uh, Texas Tech to the Final Four. He recruited everybody on Texas Tech. It's a very good team. And he has Texas going rolling, right? I saw him on Saturday, and they were getting beat all game long. And Chris Beard did some adjustments, figured it out, and they ended up winning that game. I like Texas and Chris Beard, corporate donors. I agree. Loyola Chicago, are they going to get into the NCAAs? Uh, they're going to have a good tournament in the Missouri Valley. Well, what are your thoughts on them? You're a Missouri Valley guy. Um, Missouri Southern State, right? That's where you graduated? Missouri Southern yeah, State. That's where I graduated from. Yeah. So, yeah. So, man, Loyola Chicago is a, um, you know, they're, they're not quite the team they were last year, although they do have a lot of experience from that team. Um, you know, they just lost a tough, hard-fought game against Northern Iowa at Northern Iowa to lose the regular season um, to Northern Iowa. You know, so, um, you know, we, we did talk about an angle in the Missouri Valley a little bit in the pre-show that, you know, if, um, you know, you and I in Loyola Chicago do meet up in this conference tournament, um, you know, possibly, you know, you and I would need to win it, but Loyola could probably possibly get an at-large bid. Um, so that's something to look at, you know, they, that, that they might be trying to get two teams into that conference, you know, um, and, you know, Northern, Northern Iowa is a good team, you know, they, you know, with AJ green, they got in born, they got really two really good guards. Um, you know, now where Loyola Chicago separates is they do have, um, you know, they have three big guys they can run at you, which is unique for the Missouri Valley. Most teams only have one guy, um, you know, they, um, you know, they have Williamson, one of the best players, probably could win player of the year in that conference, um, elite defender, elite scorer, NBA guy. Um, so they got that guy there. Um, so, you know, they, they are a team, um, you know, that, that, that could definitely, you know, they play great defense, um, you know, corporate governance wise, right there under a first year head coach in, um, in Valentine, um, they lost Porter Mosier to Oklahoma, you know, so um, something to look at too um, with them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we're, I mean, they, they um, man, great defensive team. Um, they can shoot the three well, too. They can get hot. So, I mean, they're definitely a team that can, I could see possibly making a Sweet 16 run um, again, but definitely um, first round, first game to look, look to look for, especially if they're a heavy dog. Um, they, they, they have the, you know, potential to keep a game close and, and win a first round game for sure. Right, right. I would disagree. I don't see that in Loyola, Chicago. But do you see them maybe winning the Missouri Valley? You know, the inside guy for Loyola, 
I feel like I could get in shape and score them if I, if I had to. <laughs> so if I feel like I could score on somebody, I always uh, think lesser of that team. Now, one team, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to pick to cover every game in the conference tournament is Iona because of Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino knows he has to win that conference to get in. He might, he might not have to, but he just want to chance it. And he's going to have a few wrinkles that these teams haven't seen him have, which helps him cover, help the other teams cover against him. But he has an excellent conference record. He's going to win the regular season title, but he's going to blow some teams out in the conference tournament. What do you guys think about that? No, I agree. Absolutely. Um, we spoke about it last week, how this time of year you're betting on coaches more so than betting on teams. And uh, right. this would be an example uh, right here, basically going to be riding Patino and Iona for as long as we can, most likely here. And uh, if they don't win the MAC, this is a failed season for Iona. It pretty much always is, but especially right. with the guy with the guys they have in now, there's no excuse like for not. They have way more talent. They have the better coach, Everett Patino. Um, I expect them to win the MAC tournament, so I think betting on them through the tournament would be a good call for us. Big time. Uh, a team I think they're in, but look for them to win the conference, the Pac-12 tournament. That's going to be Oregon. Oh, I like that too. They beat UCLA twice. So the, when, when a team like Oregon beats UCLA twice, what it means is that they targeted them during summer. They know everything there is to know about UCLA. They made the final four. He, you know, so they beat them. Uh, they had UFC beat. UFC is getting a lot, a lot of uh, lucky shots at the end to win games. Mm-hmm. So look for them to lose and not cover in the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, they are, Oregon almost beat Arizona at home as well, too. Right. They had Arizona beat. So they're not going to be afraid of those teams. Uh, they are going to need to win a few in the Pac-12 tournament. But i like them to win the Pac-12 tournament. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like that spot for that. Oregon's been um, definitely as of late. I feel like that's been a team we've kind of been uh, betting on a lot. I feel like they're going to come on strong here at the end. All right. Actually, Michigan State. I just threw Michigan up on the sheet and on there. I'm sure you saw it. I just had a question I wanted to ask with them. Is Jawan Howard back for the um, tournament? Yeah. He's I was going to say this. Michigan State and Michigan have two Hall of Fame coaches. Right. Mark Kelly, he – let me make sure, but I think he took St. Joseph to the Final Four once. Taking him far in the, in the tournament, and believe me, St. Joseph didn't have that much talent. He mm-hmm. is a great coach, great tactician. Right. And he, you know, Juwan Howard is there to motivate the players, recruit. Phil Mark Kelly is there for strategy. The old right. – White coach, right? You got the black guy. It's the guy who gets recruits, motivates people, starts fights, I guess. Martelli is a fat, old white guy with a strategy. <laughs> and he's going to come. He already has something. Yeah, you got game plan for the regular season. He has a whole new game plan for the conference tournament. And I guess sneaking suspicion that so does another Hall of Fame coach, Tom Izzo. Yep. Michigan State. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I also think Michigan, both these teams actually are in a spot where um they're going to have to 
win a couple of games, if I'm not mistaken, to really secure their spots in the tournament, no? Right. And the, yeah, yeah, so – They don't want to leave anything to chance, right? Yeah, right. So these are teams, especially in their first games they play in the Big Ten uh, tournament, you, I think we should definitely be on them. And like you said, we're back in good coaching staffs here, not even just a singular right. coach, good staffs and veteran staffs that will have been in this kind of situation before, so. Right. Right, and just like uh, the senior people, special forces, and the you know, EU, Italian, Germans, the Americans, Ukrainians, right? They scouted Putin, know what he was going to do in the beginning of the war. We're scouting, we're scouting Phil Martelli, and uh, and Tom Izzo, right? What what are they thinking? What what have they done, right? Through the years, right? So Phil Phil Martelli. He's a great coach. And that's what he's worried about. He's uh, He is upset there are not enough Italian places in Ann Arbor. Because he's used to those really good Italian places in Philadelphia. Phil Martelli, Phil Martelli, St. Joe. I used to love to bet St. Joe's in the first round, the NCAA mm. tournament. <laughs> I can't, but they have Aaron McKee, who played for him and played in the, in the NBA a lot of years at Temple, and they're actually doing a good job. But this is another thing to look at, right? Guys, which, which two questions. Which alumni group has the most net income, right? And which is the largest alumni Of who? Between Michigan and Michigan State? Well, Michigan is one of them. The other one is Texas oil money. So that's that's uh, Texas A&M. So they're just saying, and I kind of believe it because it's in the budget. Because this is you know any university that gets money from the federal government on their tax return, they have to put in every line item. So Texas A&M has thirty-two million dollars. For recruiting football, so the biggest net income is Texas, uh, Texas A and M, the school with the biggest alumni group is Michigan. You're like Josh, what does it have to do with sports betting in the Big Ten tournament? Michigan is going to get the call for what Dylan said. They want to get them in the NCAA tournament because they have the largest alumni group. Remember how I started the podcast? Uh, the United States is a hundred. And $39 trillion. And I'll make sure I, I uh, republish the podcast I did with Graham Honecker, who's on the who's in the gifts department at Butler University. They just got like $30 million of gifts. And he was breaking down the money, right? So Butler, that hasn't made the final four in over a decade, has $2 billion with a B in earned advertising revenue. So, watch for Michigan to get the calls from the refs in the Big Ten tournament, right? And remember, they already pissed off this alumni group for the drawing uh, Howard situation. Right, right. Right. So, I'm going to look at uh, Michigan's endowment. Michigan's endowment. 
is $17 billion. <laughs> Let's look at St. John's in Melbourne. Not bad. Uh, 80 million. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's a big deal that St. John's is in the Big East, right? Right. Getting that exposure. But when St. John's plays Michigan, man, that's a huge endowment. That's that. <laughs> you got to watch the rest. Yeah, absolutely. But we're betting on these games making money. So we like betting on Michigan, Michigan State in that Big Ten Conference tournament. Teams like Purdue. Wisconsin, right? Even Illinois is not uh, bet against them, right? Because they just want to rest for the NCAA tournament. Another team to look at, I was looking at, is Ohio State. Ohio State, guy used to coach at Butler. So he's making $4 million a year. I think this is his year. He just gave John Calipari $10 million for the hurricane effort. I think he did that to get some calls from the rest. <laughs> My cynical mind. So I like Ohio State. So those are the three teams to bet on during the uh, Big Ten tournament. What about Missouri Valley? We'll go Shad, Missouri Valley, and then we'll go. Uh, Dylan with the Horizon League. Um, well, you just what teams that I like. So Missouri Valley, two teams you got to look at in the tournament that we talked about Loyola, Chicago, and Northern Iowa already, but Drake and Missouri State both have a lot of talent um, and could, could could knock off one of those teams. Um, that's Those semifinal games um, in the Missouri Valley um, are, are, are going to be going to be good games. Um I mean, I, w- I would be probably just, I mean, saying now I'd be looking to take the dog, the dogs in both of those games if I'm getting over three and a half, four points over a full possession, um, getting close to two possessions. Um, I, I mean, those those teams have kind of battled all year, those four teams. Um, you and I pulled it out over the Chicago to win it. Uh, but I, w- I would look, look closely at Drake and Missouri State uh, to because, you know, that, that could – potentially be a one bid conference um you know and those team drake's a team i think that that could could get in you know and, and sneak a team in the first round of the ncaa's they you know they um you know they were there they they were there last year they they uh were, did drake make the tournament they they got a let me check um i i feel like they missed it they they did they did just miss it huh i, I i'm not sure don't quote me on that but i yeah, tried yeah, to because no, they, I mean, I know they were like going. They were like not. They had a crazy record at one point. They were like nineteen and three. Yep. Early in that year, um, but no, they returned a lot of guys from that team. They um, and, and you know they got a good big inside. Um, you know they they got scrappy players. Um, they can shoot the three well. Um, they they and, and they got good depth. I mean, they play they play eight to ten guys. That, um, so I mean, I think they're a sneaky team. I like Drake. Definitely. I'm over in the Horizon League. Uh, I'm looking at a, a Wright State as a team. I'm going to look to probably bet the whole way. Um, 
a year ago, they were upset. They were the one seed, one or two seed in the conference. They were upset by Milwaukee, who was an eight seed in the quarterfinal round of the Horizon League. Um, they returned two key guys. Um, well, they returned a bunch of guys, but two key of their offensive talent, Tanner Holden and Grant um, Basile. Um, they both average um, around 20 points per game. They basically carry the team offensively. And um, they're super, they're solid on the, on the defensive end and they check all the boxes that we look for on offense. When we talk about team that rebounds the ball, um, pulls out offensive boards, team that limits turnovers, and they shoot free throws at 75% as a team, which is above the average. It's, um, it's acceptable for a team that we're looking to bet on. And um, we're looking at the coach, uh, Scott Nagy. He spent the first 21 years of his career at South Dakota State. Uh, made some tournament appearances with them. Basically, this isn't his first rodeo. He's been in this um, been in this game for a while now. He hasn't been to the tournament with Bright State since um, 2017. But um, I think this is the year he's going to get back there. Uh, they should, the team should have a chip on their shoulder after being upset a year ago, and uh, I think they'll get back this year. Yep, I agree. I'm not, I've been watching a lot of Horizon League, and I I, I like that pick. I think Wright yeah. State um, is a team. They do have been kind of hot and cold. Uh, they do shoot shoot a lot of threes. You know that can kind of be a stinker for them. But um, I mean, the three teams, I that that conference. I th- you know you had Cleveland State fifteen and six, Purdue Fort Wayne fifteen and six, North Northern Kentucky fourteen and six, Wright State fifteen and seven, Oakland twelve and seven. I mean, all those teams are three with six losses and two with seven losses. Where you know are, are um, but I would say Wright State, Purdue Fort Wayne, and Oakland. Um, the, the, out of those, I think one of those three will get to Cleveland States up top. Cleveland State's a poor free throw shooting team. They won yep. it. They won it last year um, and played Houston in the first round of the NCAAs. Um, I do not think Cleveland State's going back. Um, Cleveland State shoots like 67% from the Laza team or terrible. something. That, that's going to come back to bite them. And I've lost bets this year on that, you know, games that they should have eaten, you know, I had a tie game, a guy get fouled. He's only got to make one to win the game, misses both, you know, goes to right. another overtime. Um, they happened this year with them, you know, on a game when they're playing Fort Wayne. So, yeah, I think that's going to come back to bite them. So they could be a team that's favored in the semifinals. You might want to look to fade. I think it could be a profitable play. Um, right. that, and then, yeah, Wright State, um, they, they, uh, they have the ability to blow teams out too. So first round, uh, definitely, I think they'll, they'll, they'll get a, a big win. And then, um, yeah, I mean, they hold in and, and Vasily are our studs, man. I watched them play the last two games. Those guys can both get it going. Uh, so, I mean, probably one of the better bit, you know, if not the best big in, um, in the Horizon League. So, without a doubt. Yeah. So, last year, Drake, two teams got in from the Missouri Valley. Uh, Drake in the winner with Loyola Chicago, Drake actually beat Wichita State. Oh, no kid. Oh, we, we were there in a playing game? Yeah, they, it was a playing game. Ah, yeah. okay. The first four, that's right. They, they they won the first four, then they lost in the first round, right? Right. Let me see. I'm looking for the first round game. Which yeah, that sounds right. Right? Because they did play. Yeah, that, that's, so that's what I thought. So, yeah, I like – that makes me – I mean, Drake, Drake's returning, I, I mean, almost that whole team. I mean, they probably got six, seven guys, um, you know, that – and, uh, you know, they they've – they they are a team I think that could be sneaky could get in and, and win win another game in the tournament like they did last year. Devries Devries is a good coach. Um, you know his son's on the team, 
son has scored 25, 30 points. You know, he can shoot a lot. I have seen his son get a little ISO ball happy. Um, right. You know, my dad's the coach. I'm going to back you down, back you down. I'm shooting this one. Um, so, you know, I don't know. That's something to look out for. If, if that, you know, they maybe lose a close game or lose something down the stretch because, uh, you know, he's not one to move the ball and play basketball. They get a little ISO there. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I don't I think, don't think that's a major issue. I think Drake is, has, has got the pieces to win the Missouri Valley and sneak a, a tournament game. Yeah. Well, listen, next week we're talking about different factors, but Chad had on point, right? Especially in the NCAA. Is it a veteran team? Because if it's one of those, uh, you know, lower level division one teams and they have a veteran team, they're down by 15, right? They're not giving up for two reasons. They've been in that situation before. They've won games, but they've been down by 15 points. And number two, this is their last game they'll ever play. <laughs> this might be the last competitive basketball game before going to a career rec ball. Right, we'll right. ever play. So that's just scarcity element and make those great comebacks to lose, but cover the spread for us. Right. Uh, to cover the Big Ten, the ACC. Any thoughts you guys have on the ACC? Man, I, I haven't watched. ACC is like one of my weakest conferences. I don't Yeah, we're going to do some research on the ACC this week. Other than Syracuse, we kind of covered it because we talked about Syracuse. Got the Big Ten, uh, WCC, right? WCC, look at St. Mary's and San Francisco. I think Santa Clara is a team, too, that could win a couple tournament games. Right. Santa Clara, Herb Sendick. Now, Phil Martelli, I was talking about Phil Martelli, who's the assistant coach of Michigan and the strategy guy. He got St. Joe's to the Sweet 16 into the Elite Eight. I think I was watching that Elite Eight game back in the day. And that was a great team they had. That was a, the McKee team. They were 30 and two going to the Elite Eight. And I think one of those where they got cheated by the rest. <laughs> that was a great St. Joe's team. They probably should have made it to the Final Four. Uh, trying to find that St. Joseph for Martelli. What happened that game? But Herb Sendick, who was coach at North Carolina State, wow, did a good job there in the ACC. He's the coach of Santa Clara. That's why they're good. They're really fundamentally sound. Uh, their players are average, but they're they fit a role, right? So they're really organized the way they flow, and that's why they're winning. And they'll win a couple games in the WCC. The Big West, I think you got to look at Long Beach State. Uh, they had Irvine beat last week. Uh, they came back from a long way back. And yeah, they came back from like 19 point. They were down 19 with six minutes to go and literally tied the game. Right, and we had plus seven. Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoyed watching that game. So look for Long Beach State in the Big West. Being a final, probably against Irvine again. So that's your Big West, WCC. Uh, I, I watch a lot of those games. Pac-12, watch a lot of those games. Big 12, you got it covered. Any other conferences or teams you guys can think of? Uh, Mountain West, I think San Diego State's a team that's really been kicking it on lately. Right. Um, look for them to make a run, maybe win the Mountain West tournament. Um, you know, them and Colorado State, you know, I think are the two 
two top teams um, well, right now, Mountain West. I think that can do, you know, get get themselves past the first weekend. Right. Uh, South team and then Wyoming's a team. Um, I think that that can get in there um, and, and, you know, be a sneaky team. I don't, I don't, they, I don't, I don't, I'm not putting them up there with Colorado State and San Diego State. I think they're a notch below, but they have the big man that, that you know, EK, um, they, they have the best big. So, you know, a team with the best big, I mean, they, they can compete with any big D1 Power 5 school with, with EK in that middle. So, you, I mean, you got to look at Wyoming um, to, to knock someone off in the first round. Uh, the SEC tournament's wide open. Yeah, I was actually, it's funny you said, I was just going to bring up uh, before we yeah. um, moved on from this with the SEC. I wanted to just talk about Arkansas for a second. I think they're a team that uh, can make some noise in the Russell, conference man. tournament here. And uh, they that team's really moving in the right direction right now. Man, they've won the last four. Go to the final four. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the American Athletic. Got to look at Memphis. Graduated Definitely. South Florida. <laughs> Yeah, we're horrible. But Memphis, you got to look at Houston's in. SMU is an interesting team. But yep. also in that spot. But look for them early. Look for them early. Um, Atlantic 10. Any thoughts on Atlantic 10, Dylan? I like Davidson a lot. Davidson's the best team. Davidson, um, I also – I really like VCU just because um, teams struggle to score on them, man. They play they play really, really good defense. And um team like Davidson, they're going to – Davidson's a tough matchup for them because Davidson will just stay behind the arc and shoot it right over them. But um, I think VCU will give just about anyone fits in this conference. Who, who won this – did St. Bonaventure win the tournament last year? I thought it was Dean, wasn't it? Or Dean was the year before. Dean the year before had that squad. Now, Dean because it's Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant is a disciple of Billy Donovan that we talked about in 2006 Uh, Anthony, Anthony Grant is a great story. He had a huge coke problem. He's come back from that to be the head coach of Dayton. And they have that style. Once they get by, by let's see, drives. Once they get by the first game in the tournament, I always bet them on the way because they have a deep bench and just that style that keeps his teams fresh but wears down the other team. It's more a battle with Trisha than anything else with Anthony Grant. And he won back-to-back titles with your Florida Gators. Joaquin Noah, right, all those guys. When the Florida Gators won back-to-back. You know, like them in the Atlanta, in their regular season, they're in second place right now. He looks great, though. He's one of those guys that doesn't age at all. Yeah, Chad, you were right, too. St. Bonaventure won last year. I did. Uh, I remember watching it. The Bonnies. Yeah, they actually beat VCU in the final. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. They, they play some good defense. Absolutely. All right. Um, I think that's it. I think we just about covered everything. Yeah, we got everything. Final word, guys. Yeah, um, this is a huge week coming up for us. Uh, obviously, this is what we're um, 
this is uh, the best time of year for us. We have all of our information. Uh, we put together some great picks last week. Um, hopefully we'll keep it rolling this week, man. We've got all the conference tournaments getting rolling and um, got a lot of great games and a lot of opportunities to uh, monetize them. So looking forward to it. Yeah, me as well, man. Things are really heating up. Um, we, uh, you know, I think I've been profitable now, maybe, you know, eight out of the last nine days. Um, so just, just keeping, keeping it going. I mean, right now, um, stuff's looking good too. Kansas State's up on Texas Tech. Um, Texas is looking good. San Diego State's looking great. So, looks like we're keeping it all going and keeping it rolling. So, just. Uh, excited to keep the keep the momentum and build it into these conference tournaments and the NCAA. Big time, big time. I was looking at Conference USA. North Texas is looking really good. Uh, they're 15 and 1. I really like their coach. I remember what they did last year in the tournament. Uh, so look for them to have a big conference USA tournament. Chad kind of touched on arbitrage, right? That's uh, buying similar stocks in the same sector and take advantage of market inefficiency. That's what we do when we bet on 10 or more games because we're doing our research. We are going through a process. So that lends to identifying market inefficiencies and giving us an edge. So if you bet equal amounts, 10 more games, you're 52.5, you consistently make profit because something to be a business has to be scalable and repeatable, All right? So we end with Winston Churchill, who likes Zelensky, walked the streets during the war to prove a point to the other guys. And he said, we make a living from our labor. But that's why this fund cost us eight hundred dollars, and that cost two hundred. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shitting the work. That's why I'm working.